Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hi, everybody. Uh, just gone four Max in for Paul, Charlie in for Andy today, and we've just come off air. We think it's a brilliant show. We've just decided what to put in the podcast, and we can't think of anything that was good what, in the show to put in. What was good enough for the podcast? <laughs> Two things, perhaps. <laughs> but we're going to put some more on anyway, aren't we? Yeah, I've no idea what's going to be in it, but yeah. I've come off air thinking it was one of the best shows I've ever done. Yeah. Really superb show. You were great. Thanks, Max. You I were really, really, really enjoy. I'm, you know, I'm really enjoying this link for the podcast as well. I'm really enjoying this bit. Very much. Um, who else was on don't the show? Me. Don't ask me. Thank you, Jamie. Oh yeah, <laughs> don't ask was me. Good. Was good. Yeah. Uh, Tom Glover. We talking to him about Spurs. We put that in. Yeah. It's in now. Oh, it's in we now, are now. Yeah. See you, boys. See you, boys. Let's go for it. We're just doing this outside the toilets. Yeah. Um, so, and also, we talked about our safe words as well. So, whatever your safe word is, let us know. Sound effects at the cricket. There we are. That yeah, was good, wasn't yeah. it? An autobiography was. Bye now. Paul and Andy, professionals. They'll be right back tomorrow. Hello and welcome to Hawksby and Jacobs on TalkSport. Max Rushton in for Paul. Charlie sitting in Andy's easy chair between now and four. Martin has just texted us. Yeah, great Max, you're in trouble. Show. Every time I turn on the radio, I hear your voice. Uh, everything's fine, Martin. Um, I'm just saving for a rainy day. But listen, between you and me, Martin, uh, let's have a safe word. If I ever say Stenhouse Muir Ooh. loudly then please come and help. You seem that, that safe word seemed to trip off your tongue a bit there, Max. <laughs> well, everyone needs one, you never okay, know. Yeah. Anyway, Charlie, what are we, uh, what's your safe word? That's 8.39 on the deck. <laughs> what is your safe word? Gary Charlie Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> Send out <for> you. <laughs> Get off me. What have we got coming up this afternoon? This afternoon's journey through sports. Yeah, today we'll hear from Jose Mourinho ahead of Spurs game with Everton tonight. We'll also speak to comedian and Spurs fan Tom Glover. Uh, yes, uh, typical anti-Everton bias there. We've mm. uh, nothing Everton in today's show. Uh, Robbie Lyle will come on to talk about the end of Arsenal's crisis for the next few days at least. And regulars John Motson and Andy Brattle are on to take a look back at the Premier League and Europe respectively. We'll look back at a huge weekend of championship football and ahead to the League One playoffs second legs there tonight. Oxford United, come on Oxford. And there's a huge game of autobiography wars. Reigning champion Bruce Forsyth, Sir Bruce Forsyth, mm. takes on the young challenger Sir Jeffrey Boycott and we'll take your texts and tweets on anything you like uh, and a subject we'll tell you about in just a second good afternoon everyone good afternoon Charlie good uh, afternoon Max just heard there uh, in the sports bulletin mm. uh, Jose Mourinho saying um, listen you know I, I uh, it's the lack of effort I can't I can handle defeats and I can handle mistakes yeah and I'm thinking 
I'm not sure that's totally accurate, is that? I'm not sure. Has he ever seen... Has he ever watched himself? Yeah, yeah. Maybe has he ever... I mean, rewriting he, history. He's rewriting... Yeah, maybe rewriting he is. And listen, I'm very down on him, and I, and I don't like being down on people. I'm a positive mm. person, and I thoroughly hope Tottenham stuff Everton tonight, but I... You I'm, know my... I told you my opinion off air, Max. I'm happy to say it on air and... Yeah, yeah, do. You're a very a, honest man, aren't you? Well, no, you're not, you, this is not an act. No, there's no what act. you hear is what you get with Charlie Baker. I, I think he's already trying to find the exit door. Do already trying to just find that way out, create, create enough problems so he gets sacked, gets his payoff, I don't, and off he goes. I'm not sure. I'm not, I don't know. I just don't know. But I, I remember the day when they sacked Pochettino and, and I wrote a I wrote yeah. an article a bit like one of those it just all fell onto the paper you know I was just couldn't believe yeah. I just couldn't believe that that's what they decided to do and then he, then I think Spurs won three games in a row and I said okay fair enough yeah. I was wrong I need to be more open minded about these kind of things but I'm not sure I think maybe I you might... take Poch back now don't you Max you oh, take yeah. Pochettino yeah. back they, if they uh, said we really we got it wrong yeah sure Pochettino yeah. back in yeah why not this is the thing, wouldn't it? You take him back. He's a very, very good. But I don't think that's the thing because I don't think that thing is going to happen. Might do. You never you know. know. That's, that's Max, you never know in football. <laughs> Hang on, what's the thing you say at the end of every? You can you can finish any. You finish any. We'll see. We'll see. We'll yeah. see. We will see. We will see. Though, won't we, um, Max? So, so uh, uh, we're going to talk to Lizzie Ammon from the Times uh, in a bit um, because they're going to the the first test starts on Wednesday. Lovely to have Test cricket back. Uh, it, isn't it? It is it is lifted. Any stress and strains from my shoulders, Max. It feels like normal life is returning. Despite us still being in a pandemic, yeah. it feels like normal life is slowly coming back and a test really brings that relaxation back. So they're going to... They're gonna They'll do the same as they do with Premier League football. You can either have piped in, you can either have as it sounds, yeah. you know, like it'll be just like a village cricket match. Lovely. Catch it, Brian. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, not again. Yes. No. Yes. <laughs> oh. Wait. No. Oh. Um, or you can have the piped in sound effects. But obviously, uh, we've heard that they haven't got them all ready yet. No. And they've asked the Hawksby and Jacobs listeners. To get them ready, yeah. Okay, I mean, it's, I mean, it's unbelievable, isn't it? Really? You really I mean, would have thought they'd have sorted you this thought out they'd by done now. This by now, the test starts on Wednesday, Thursday, mm -hmm. Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so what we need is we need, as we said, we need obviously um, it'll it'll be quite quiet at the start, yeah, and then progressively through the day, the as sound the, effects, as the ground fills up, as it fills up, and as the virtual fans get more and more virtually drunk, yeah. the, the, the sound <laughs> has to get louder and louder and louder until the Headingley test, until Edge busting yeah. or Headingley. Last day on a very, if it's very oh, sunny as well, oh, it needs beautiful. to be louder. Very Absolutely, thirsty. people are very thirsty. Exactly, steamingly virtually drunk <laughs> by the end of play on day three. Yeah. Uh, that's what they need. We need CGI um, uh, pint glass snakes, don't oh, yeah, we? The lovely, beer yeah. snakes. A couple of people dressed as the Pink Panther. Well, no, somebody somebody said that. The the, the CGI crowd, this is from John, okay. dressed in fancy dress on the Saturday by actually using the cartoons they are dressed as. Oh, what a lovely So now idea. we could actually have Scooby-Doo. We could have the yeah. anthill mob. I think then you're getting into all sorts of licensing problems. It's like problems. Space Jam. It's like Space Jam, isn't it? <laughs> a lot of licensing problems going on <laughs> Do here. Do you think? As, and it would probably be, if, if in the crowd at cricket, you know, if, if it was a particularly turgid session, and they exit, they happen, yeah, don't they? You know, the West Indies are put on 60 runs for no wickets mm. and in the background you've got wacky races <laughs> yeah people are going to start watching that lovely isn't aren't it? they yeah. well, well, we can work about licensing can't we um, lovely, uh, lovely when someone's fallen asleep dressed mm. as Fred Flintstone 
Yeah, well, we, we need that, don't we? Just oh, the sound lovely. of snoring. Yeah, Mark says the sound of entitlement from the members' oh, stand. Yes, lovely. Uh, Lee says mock LBW appeals after every ball, <laughs> following an exuberant appeal from a bowler. Yeah. That's very and, good. Oh, oh, yeah. Before a hat-trick ball. That's quite late in yeah. the day, isn't it? Quite late in the Before, day. Exactly. When, when Ben Stokes comes on to break oh, a partnership. Lovely, yeah. Jonathan says uh, you need... Um, Sorry, mate, excuse me, mate, on repeat of that guy three pints in oh, yeah. and his bladder's on a half-hour cycle as That's he excuses it. himself through the rows between the overs. That is one thing in the football, actually, Max. I know there's a lot of discussion at the moment about the uh, drinks breaks and about it being used for for uh, tactics instead of just drinks. Yeah. It does help if you need a wee during a game. Oh, what? As for the If viewer. you have a few pints before a game... Right. Normally, about 20 minutes in, you think... Oh, God. Oh, and then that, and you're right because then it's you think it's actually a wee break. Then you just think, oh, I can I, leave it. Shall I hold on? Or? Shall I hold on till half time? But it is really going to spoil my pleasure. If I miss of a goal, this game. if we win one nil and I miss it, it's no good. And it's it? not the same as a box set. So my wife and I are watching Better Call Saul at the moment. Okay. And what you can do is one of you can go and just say. If anything happens, just let me know when I, you know, we yeah. won't pause it. No. Because, because I've got an old telly, so we've got to connect the laptop to the telly. So you can't just pause it with the remote. I'd have to walk to the telly. Yeah, I don't no, have time for that. No time. So, so you can do kind of tag team yeah. toilet yeah. breaks. One of you goes, says, anything happen? No, not really. doesn't work with But sports, if you've gone to Scunthorpe away, right? Yeah. And on the way there, on the, well, you've got there and you've had a couple of points for the game. Mm-hmm. And then 20 minutes into the game, you think, oh, I need the loo, actually. And you miss it, and you win one nil. Ah, oh, yeah. That is that is I'm not talking from. I am talking from experience. Yeah. <laughs> Stephen so, says, uh, "How strange! I'm a fan of Stenhouse Mirror. My safe how safe word is Cambridge United." Yes. Um, uh, Ian love- says, "My safe word is meatloaf. I would do anything for love." <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. I think we'll have some safe words today. It's Why a good not? idea, think, Max. Yeah. Football-based safe words. <laughs> No. Okay, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just just checking. I think it's okay. That? I think it's okay. I don't yeah. know. It's that sort of show, isn't it? Is it that sort of show? Well, you, you think sometimes Hawks, me and Jacobs are they the smuttiest. They wouldn't, they wouldn't go with no. it. Paul, Andy, you can push a little bit. Yeah, but Paul is, you know, Paul's a consummate professional. Well, he like, wouldn't let that wouldn't get past him. And uh, you've hosted with Paul. Yes, yeah, right? very much. Yeah, you, you he's play really good, Max. He's, he's, he's really oh, good. Oh, that, I've sat in the easy chair yeah. next to Paul as well. You don't have to do anything. You made the easy chair look quite hard. Well, it was a new. It's a different. You have to approach. It's like. Basically, it's a new skill. I, I am basically playing holding midfield here, okay, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm doing all the running. Yeah. I am in the right place at the right time, all that. You are just sort of like a a flimsy number. To, you're Pablo Fornals oh, of the show today. It doesn't really matter if you don't do anything. Oh, It'll gosh. still happen. But you could. That. You yeah. never know. Within three hours, you could do something good. And one that's what we're hoping for. thing. I've been on this station. <laughs> <laughs> all we wait for is that one Flash of magic to know why I was signed. You can be quiet for 88 minutes and then just one minute of total joy. That's what you're here for. Hey, Max, in the letter letter to the Times today, have we got a break? We have got a break, but is it good? Yeah, it's good. You don't want to do do your minute. bad news for commentators. Okay, right. It's from Ray Solly in Hearts, Hertfordshire. Sir, it was lovely. It's been lovely to watch some famous tennis matches on BBC Two. What has also been enjoyable is the commentary, or rather, the lack of it. <laughs> Commentators in the past made the odd comment now and then, but rarely and never during the rallies. This is in contrast to the ceaseless babble we've had to <laughs> suffer for several years now. Strikes me as ironic that while the umpire will ask the crowd for quiet during the rallies, we watch at home are assailed with unnecessary commentary. <laughs> Please let us watch the tennis in peace. That's, that's who would you, which talk sport commentator is the, is the ceaseless babbler? Would you say that? Matterface? No. Adderley? 
Proudfoot, who are you giving to? Tilsley? I mean, I mean, I mean love Ceaseless Nigel. Babble. I mean, talk love to what could Nigel. be called. <laughs> Ceaseless Babble, couldn't it? Um, he was very good for Bolton in the mid-2000s. mid, mid uh, 2000s. <laughs> Ceaseless Babble. Oh, no. <laughs> He's father of Ryan, yeah, isn't yeah. he? Ryan yeah, Ryan Babble's dad. Ceaseless. Uh, anyway. Um, We've uh, had a lot of fun there, Max, haven't we? Do you know what? We're having a great time. <laughs> You're having a great time. <laughs> I'm having a great really time. enjoying It really the, is a really tremendous chat. show. Really We're having, having a really show. good... This is a great debate. Really interesting stuff. Okay. Really loving the show. At the moment. Um, so uh, we want your safe words. <laughs> Someone's just texted Michael Ballack. How <laughs> good for you? I think, I think that's from a previous oh, show. Is that, does, is that another question that the, the, the Talksport uh, uh, Twitter account has put out? And uh, yes, uh, the sound effects for Test cricket, please. Uh, we want to make it as realistic as possible. We'll make a dossier. We'll send it to the ECB. And in just a second, we'll talk to comedian and Spurs fan Tom Glover. Spurs Everton tonight. Jose's been chatting away about how he feels about Spurs. It's all been a bit. Sad their project restart, hasn't it? The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. Afternoon, this is Hawksby and Jacobs on Talksport. Uh, Max Rushton and Charlie Baker uh, with you until four. Uh, Chris says, I'm scared to go to the toilet in case I miss Charlie Baker's one meaningful contribution. <laughs> you just hold know, it for you now. You never know when it's going to come. And uh, Luke says, The best thing about non league, oh, with apologies to Paul and Andy for instantly talking about. Uh, um, going to the toilets. Uh, best thing about non-league, says Luke, no roof in the urinals at Ashton United. Mm. So anyone over the height of five foot two can still see the game. Oh, and and, good, and no it? doubt have their pint balanced on top of the wall as well. Oh, beautiful. Oh, that's lovely. Ashton um, United, that must be National League North, I reckon. And or Isthmian. Also, the, um, uh, on the subject of uh, sound effects that they need to bring into test cricket for the, uh, to give it that real... You know, mm. there's no fans, obviously, so they're, they're going to pipe in ta- uh, sound effects. Um, crowd booing as the virtual stewards puncture a virtual beach ball. Yes, that is course, really yeah. good. Or yes. they're looking at the light, mm. looking at the light crowd. Boo! <laughs> looking at <laughs> yeah, the light, need, light need, meters. We need a boo as they're deciding <laughs> to go off for bad lights. Uh, my safe word is Michael Owen, because if you're ever in a situation that is a little too exciting, nothing quite dulls it down. <laughs> It's not fair. Fair. Oh, that wasn't fair. That, was, that wasn't me saying that. That okay. was a, a, an anonymous text. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, uh, Ryan says, taking trophyless spurs and making them worse is such a great achievement by Jose. Manager of the year for me as an Arsenal fan is Ryan. Let's talk to Tom Glover, comedian and Spurs fan. Hey, Tom, how are you? Oh, I'm good, thank you. Thank, thanks for bringing me on to that comment. No, 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 that was the whole idea. How are you? How are you I mean, it's such... I just listened to Josie in the sports news. They had him saying, listen, I, I said it. You know, he said, I can handle defeats and I can handle mistakes, but it's the effort. And I think it's a big problem if he can't get effort out of his players. But I'm sure Jose really doesn't like defeats or mistakes either. If, if I remember any Jose Mourinho game when he's managed any team... Oh, it's just, it's such a contrast. That's the trouble because I, I love Poch so much. And the best thing about Poch, he may have not won us anything, but he had such dignity and class and, and managed things so well. So it's like we've gone the complete opposite way now. And um, yeah, it's just hard to take as a fan. And did, it's not, it would be bad if we were winning, but it's even worse <laughs> when we're losing. Did anybody, but did you like, because, you know, he came in and it was like, no, this is the new me. And there must have part of you, because hope is so important as a football fan, there must have been part of you that thought, maybe it is. Maybe this will be different. <laughs> well, I tried, I tried to convince myself of that. Of course I did. But, um, but like I said, Poch, it's like your daughter going out with a perfect guy. He's got a nice job. He's good to his family. And, and he looks after her. And then she leaves him and starts going out with, this bloke who works in the city, he's called Jasper, he messes around. 
and that's what it feels like. He's just ruining this this lovely team that we had. He's a terrible stepdad. That's what he is. That's what Mourinho is. is. He's that's a terrible exactly stepdad. He he's moved in. He's all smiles. He's all yeah. Let's get a takeout. Let's let's do everything we like. <laughs> I've bought Sky Sports, and then six months in, he's miserable, and he's left Christmas Eve. He's left it. <laughs> But he Just, hasn't left. I, I wouldn't mind if he'd have left. Christmas he will be. He'll be gone by Christmas. Do you, uh, Tom? Do you do you, uh, do you want Tottenham to qualify for the Europa League? I mean, because I, I, I imagine, and everyone knows Tottenham are my big team who win things. I've been staring at the league table since restart, going, I can still see a way of Tottenham getting fifth. But I have now resigned myself. There is no way Tottenham can get fifth. There are too many good teams who keep getting points. Do you want Tottenham to get into the Europa League, or would you rather they didn't? And next season it was just one game a week, and you could focus on that. Um, yeah, but I'm, I'm like you. I was looking at the table, and everyone was talking about United and Sheffield, and Sheffield United and Wolves, and and saying that they could still make it. And I still thought that we were going to make a push because I thought Mourinho can win one game at a time. But um, yeah, I've, I've given up on that as well. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'd like to be in Europa League because I think it's a competition that we could win, and. I think even Mourinho would have to put in some of the, the youth prospects, which is always nice to see. It's how Harry Kane came through. So, yeah, I'd, I'd like to be in it. Yeah, how does he keep hold of Harry Kane, Tom? Because I suppose Harry, they're relying on that Harry loves the club. That's what they're relying on, that he's, that he's one of their own and all that. They're relying on him having little to no ambition to go anywhere else and win stuff. <laughs> how do they keep hold of him? He's going to be our Matt Letizia. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know if they can. To be honest, I wouldn't blame him for leaving at this point. Um, I, I just hope that Mourinho leaves before the players do. Mm, yeah. Well, I think that's going to be the toss-up. Yeah. Well, well maybe. I mean, I, I, Harry Kane doesn't look. You know, he's not at his peak yet at all. And that's so important in that position because you're essentially playing up front on your own and you've got to hold the ball up. And he seems to be struggling. You know, I, I, he's such a tremendous footballer and it would be ludicrous to write him off because people have tried to do that in the past and, and you know, he's essential to Tottenham Hotspur. But right now, it does expose the fact that, that no one has ever been allowed to take him off, ever. But before, you know, Poch is mm. the same. You could never substitute Harry Kane. Yeah, but then I'm not sure who's doing it at the top at the moment because there doesn't seem to be a plan. It just sort of seems to be give it to Aurea and then hope something happens, which is a, a weird player to choose to, to face your attack around. <laughs> yeah, he, he. I mean, I. I don't know tonight, Everton. Uh, You've got to. You, I mean, I don't know. I just think all football fans go with this hope, going, "This could be the new start," and I think this is. I think this could be it. And you look at the Tottenham have good players as well. You look at the starting eleven. You think, "Oh, that's nice." lacelso has got a lovely left foot. I liked seeing him playing a bit deeper and and thinking actually he might be able to dictate the play. And then you're right. It seems so static. And when you see the other sides who are trying to break teams down, do it so nicely. Manchester United do it fluidly. Chelsea doing it as well. Oh, it's just a bit sad, isn't it, Tom? <laughs> <laughs> it is sad because, yeah, like you look at those players on paper and they, I mean, not necessarily win the league, but I watch the games now and I'm just happy if we have a shot on target. Like, I, I can't remember since the restart us having any any exciting moments in a game where we're attacking. Um, 
Yeah, I, I think we just needed a manager to come in that was a bit of a positive influence and just sort of rejuvenate the players a bit. And we went the opposite way, and he's it, it, completely the wrong manager for Spurs, in my, in my opinion. What do you uh, What do you make of Dyer and Sanchez playing centre back? Because because the thing is, even if they play well, if there's one mistake, it's very easy for the camera to just find Toby Aldevira or Jan Vertonghen or them sitting next to each other. And, yeah. and, and it sort of it, a picture tells a thousand words, right? But I, do you think that is a terrible idea of Jose or? or do you think Dyer and Sanchez is, a, is actually not a bad centre-back partnership? Um, well, I, th- I think we need to do something there because I think um, I love Jan and Toby, but I think they're both ageing a bit now and that was showing. Sanchez is a good defender and he, he's got some errors in him, but he's still young. Dyer's looked OK for lots of the game, but he just doesn't have that defensive brain at times, mm-hmm. I don't think. He just seems to switch off and make a silly mistake. I think he could be good there, but it's... Oh, maybe this is the right time to try it because it's, there's not so, so much You think to play they'd for, be more but... mobile? You think they'd be more mobile, and they seem to be have, have less movement um, in in the, dif- in the yeah. S- I think I think he is more mobile. I just I don't think he's he knows where where to be. <laughs> <laughs> Mobiling in the wrong place. Anyway, listen, yeah. Tom. Sorry to just so you know we get you on and basically just probably made you feel a bit worse than you did about yeah. ten minutes ago, but. You never oh, know. Not, not many jokes yeah. there, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's nice in these times for Tottenham to give you something else to be. Yeah, yeah, about, about, yeah. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Aliens could exist on Pluto, mm. according to new research. Okay. Interested or not yeah, interested? Okay. Sort of. A BBC documentary tonight will reveal the prospect of finding life forms elsewhere in the galaxy is far greater than people think. Pluto was originally regarded as just a ball of ice, uh, but the Beeb show tells us how a 2019 probe by the spacecraft New Horizons has found liquid water on the surface. Liquid water. Not just any water. <laughs> liquid water. Well, it could be uh, frozen water, could isn't it? So experts now believe this is a sign it could hold some form of alien life. Ooh. Do they want a match? Do they want a game? Uh, okay. Yeah, Straight well, away. Talk sport too? No, no, no. I mean, England or, or a world team. What, Earth team. Earth v Pluto. V Pluto. what? Football. Football? Yeah. Rummy Cub? What are you going to start with? Rummy Cub. Swing ball. Swing ball. Well, that's a tough um, game. Do you have any interest in Tom Daly and where he wants to go holiday he's, on holiday? He's fr- I, I'm hoping it's somewhere in the West Country because that's where he's from, Max, Tom Daly. He uh, says he does it. He avoids water on holiday. Oh, why is that? Well, he says I get wet for a living. So the last thing I want to do is get wet again. I'm like, I'm not getting in it. I don't need chlorine on my skin and making my hair dry, he says. Never go in the sea? Does he not fancy that cliff diving? Mm. Uh, Two-year-old son Robbie loves water, especially bath time. Uh, He stands up in the bath and says, like Papa, lifts his hands over his head and splashes down. How is this a report? This is is in a newspaper today. How is that a thing? Someone got paid. We're keeping the economy going by asking Tom Daly if his kid likes water. You chose it as a vignette. (laughs) Okay. Uh, People named Sarah and John bought the most stuff online in lockdown, (laughs) the poll found. What, just one couple? Just, just... What have you bought on lockdown, Max? Anything? Uh, a panic bought an exercise bike. Actually, been pretty good. Okay, it's it was the cheapest one, and it feels like it's falling apart all mm, the time. But I've just oh. got through the last dance, and uh, I'm okay. moving on to the test. That's why. Oh, I'm you're watching watch. it while you're. Oh, very, very yes, good. Yes, yeah. I am. Um, uh, this is from Jonathan. Says, is the sound effects guy from the quiz the same bloke that Sky used to keep pressing the goal button when the ball goes wide? <laughs> 
He's, he's <laughs> furious now, sitting there furious. He's gone anyway. He's, he's, yeah, absolutely. He's only, he was only here for that. Uh, the, uh, there we are. <laughs> Ryan and Lorraine spent the least. Did they? On, the, and on lockdown. Skin Online. Ryan and Lorraine. How do they find that out? Do you know if someone said we're off round Ryan and Lorraine? No, I'm not going to that. I don't think I'd want to go. <laughs> what are they cooking? What have they got? Oh, God, I don't, I don't <laughs> want to go into anyone's house for dinner. I don't want not Ryan Lorraine. <laughs> Uh, anyway, um, have you got any more? I mean, yeah, I've got loads. I've got loads more, yeah. Yeah. Video gamers, Max. Video yeah. gamers stay single for longer as they age. Service. <laughs> I mean, yeah. there's, talk about unsurprising <laughs> news there. Are you a gamer, Max? No, I gave up in 1993 because I was 14 years old. What was the game? Oh, what, game was, did, what game did you like? I mean, Kickoff 2, Sensible Soccer, oh, Striker, Championship Manager, you name it. Football Masters, I had all of them. Brian Clough's Football Fortunes, Emlyn Hughes International Soccer. Yeah, a bit of Zenon 2 and, and Cannon Fodder around that. Okay. Yeah, obsessed I was. Fortnite, I like playing at the moment, Max. Okay. Fortnite, I'm pretty okay. good at it. A few, uh, five battle royales. An exotic tree frog was found in a bunch of bananas by supermarket uh, staff after making a 5,000-mile trip from Colombia. That story has been in the paper, I would say. Did not, quar Every, did once not a week. quarantine. The frog didn't quarantine. Say, is well, Colombia on the list? There is not an air bridge between here and Colombia. Absolute disgrace for I'd that, say that tree that story, frog. That story's been in the paper once a week for the last 30 years, I would okay. say. Well, we'll talk cricket next uh, instead of you complaining about my story about a tree frog. But I very much enjoyed this. I had a lovely time, Charlie. Well, no, no time for that. Lizzie Hammond, cricket oh. writer of the Times, joins us in just a second. We'll talk about, uh, look ahead to the first test. Ben Stokes in charge of England and uh, skippering the side, at least. And, uh, and uh, Lizzie's opinion on fake crown effects in cricket. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. Good afternoon, this is Hawksby and Jacobs on TalkSport. Max Rush and Charlie Baker with you Talk 4. Um, uh, what's really been exercising uh, the wonderful listeners is about my television, uh, Chris's new TV. Max, so many great options available. My oh, yeah. input will not be performance-based. Saving you some extra money. Use top cashback wherever you die. What does that mean? <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't know what it means. Um, I mean, is that like, is that part exchange on my telly? My no, telly's too old for that. Do you not do, do that? Did you ever rent a telly, Max? Are you, are you, are no, you, no, no, I didn't rent a telly. You rent a telly this is the first TV I ever bought, this one, ten mm. years ago. Well, it's too late. Just had them. George Gray's been in touch, and I thought he was trolling us, Max. We don't get... It's not all nice comments we get, is it, on the uh, Twitter or on the, and the, and the text? No, but George Gray's been in touch, and, he, and it just says one word, snoring. <laughs> and I thought, oh, here we go. Saying we're boring, now and again that gets gets thrown at us. It does. It, Max, yes. But I think what he's replying to is the sound effects we need at the cricket exactly to make it feel like the test exactly. match we need you know the virtual booing when the light meter comes on we need the virtual booing when a, a steward a virtual steward yeah. virtually uh, uh, stabs a beach ball and and, and uh, uh, deflates it let's talk to Lizzie Ammon Times cricket writer how you doing Lizzie? I'm fine, Max. How are you? Yeah, really good, thanks. Um, so, so they are putting in sound effects, are they? For the, uh, are you getting the choice like like you do in the football? Well, uh, on the television, there will be um, uh, what they call the Lord's hum. You know that mm. sort of gentle background noise. It'll be very unobtrusive, as I understand it. Um, uh, and I don't think you're going to get the choice on the television. I think it'll just be there all the time, oh. but um, in the background, um, in the ground itself. They are going to have um, uh, music in the build-up, uh, which is not usual for a test match. Normally, it's just Jerusalem, the national anthems, and then 
let the crowd do their thing. But there will be some music played around the in-house PA system, but nothing during play. Right. And and the, and the virtual hubbub won't get louder and louder as the virtual fans get virtually drunker through the day. <laughs> well, uh, not, not that I know, but it might do. <laughs> And listen, I mean, I, I think it's wonderful that it's back, and and I, you know, there's just no better way than wasting an afternoon watching the cricket. Um, uh, how are England shaping up ahead of this? Obviously, no Joe Root. How, how big a, an issue do you think that is? Well, England have got a, a huge amount of depth. Uh, actually, I think that's what's really highlight, been highlighted actually during this this lockdown and the sort of extended training period that um, and the warm up match last week that that England have got a, a, a lot of players on the periphery who could who could step up. So it means that um, actually at the top order where England have been lacking, uh, or probably since since Strauss and Cook retired, um, they have got options. Uh, uh, so that it shouldn't be too much of a miss. Obviously, Root is a, a fantastic player with an incredible average, um, but there is uh, Zach Crawley, Joe Denley uh, to, 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 to fill in. Um, so yeah, there, there is depth there. I think this this test series is going to be a battle of the bowlers, though. Um, both sides have a bit of a fragility in the batting department, but it should be um, uh, two very strong bowling attacks going up against each other, which is you know pretty old school and quite exciting. Yeah, what should we expect from the West Indies? Uh, sorry, what should we expect from the West Indies? Well, again, um, uh, like England, um, their warm-up match showed a bit of um, rustiness, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is not not, not unexpected after three-plus months of not playing. Um, Yeah, a a bit of concern for the West Indies in terms of just will they be able to get enough runs. Um, They should be able to get the wickets. They've got got a very good bowling attack, which if they all stay fit, with Shannon Gabriel, Kimo Roach, Alzari Joseph and Jason Holder, the captain, uh, up against, you know, uh, England's quicks. Um, uh, Jimmy Anderson's back from from uh, injury. So is Joffre Archer. Mark Wood's fit and firing. Um, so for, from the West Indies' point of view, it's just about whether they can adapt to English conditions. You know, they arrived. Uh, you know, we had that glorious heat wave, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> and then the, then the West Indies landed in Manchester and we've not had one since. I was just about <laughs> to say, are you sitting there going, the whole of lockdown was at absolutely beautiful the weather was stunning and now you think it's, when cricket gets when it gets a bit cold i think a cricket ball can be quite painful and i don't like playing you know village cricket when it gets cold the weather doesn't look great. Well, apparently we're going to have the wettest july in the history of time it's sort of perfectly timed isn't it yeah, I mean, it was absolutely inevitable that, you know, once cricket returned, we would it would rain for two months. But, um, I mean, there is an interesting aspect in terms of it. If it's not bright blue, bright blue skies and, and bright sunshine, there'll be overhead conditions, which should help uh, the ball move around, which will help it, England. Because, of course, they have this added complication of not being allowed to use saliva to, um, to shine the ball and get swing in the conventional way. Do you, think any, do you think any players will fall foul of that? Because it's such an instinctive thing to do if you play cricket. Well, I was watching the um, the warm-up game quite closely uh, on the live stream last week, and yes, there were a few instances where they just sort of absent-mindedly licked their fingers and then and shined the ball. Um, it's just sort of second nature; they do it subconsciously. And I think the umpires will be very pragmatic about warning them because I don't think anyone will be doing it, you know, it will, trying to get an advantage. It's just a sort of uh, second nature. Um, but I, I, it wouldn't surprise me if we because they get two warnings, I think before a five-run penalty is imposed. So it wouldn't surprise me if that, that happened. And have you heard of any sort of tactics to shine the ball in some other way? Is, is there some legitimate thing they can do? 
Well, I mean, they can use sweat, but of course it's now not warm, is it? So there isn't much sweat, there isn't much sweat dripping around. England need to choose their sweatiest players. <laughs> we need to find out who's England's sweatiest player. Just reading here that Dom Sibley's lost 12 kilos, so maybe he was yeah. very yeah, sweaty, no, maybe. But Sibley's not sweaty well, you know anymore. those things they have in the post office to uh, make, make the stamps wet? Those little sponges they oh, have. Yeah. Maybe someone could have one of those in their pocket. Uh, yes, maybe. Um, uh, and, of course, they are using hand sanitizer and all sorts of things, so it's inevitable that that will get on the ball, uh, whether that helps it shine or, or not. So it can be very interesting to see quite what that effect that has on, on whether the ball moves around. From the warm-up game last week, the pitch for the warm-up game was quite slow and low, um, but it would be interesting to see quite what the what the test match pitch is like. Um, there obviously has been a bit of uh, moisture around, so it might not be quite as uh, quick and bouncy as it could have been. Yeah, so it's a big opportunity for cricket, isn't it? Um, obviously, riding on the wave of winning the World Cup last year. Um, but the fact, I mean, Sky do an amazing job with the cricket. It looks fantastic. It really brought the game on. But the fact it's on terrestrial TV as well, big highlights package going on the BBC, it really is another big opportunity for cricket to get itself in people's homes. Yeah, absolutely is. And of course, with, that, with, with lots of other things having been cancelled, the football, the Olympics, Wimbledon, mm. uh, you know, cricket, cricket's kind of the international sporting show in town. Uh, for the next couple of months. Uh, and there is a real opportunity to sort of thrive off that. Uh, uh, it's a shame that, um, that that they haven't quite been able to capitalise on last year's bumper summer through the 100 and through all the sort of kids' programmes that they were going to run, the Dynamos and All-Stars that have all been cancelled this year. Uh, I mean, there's a real concern about a bit of a loss of momentum. But but it, it's fantastic that the West Indies agreed and Pakistan and Ireland to come, to come over and play cricket because uh, you do wonder if the roles have been reversed, whether we would go over to a country that's had quite a higher death rate. Mm. Uh, Lizzie, thanks for your time. Enjoy the first test. Thank you. Cheers there, Lizzie. I'm there, cricket writer for The Times. Uh, you're listening to Hawksby and Jacobs on Talk Sport. Also, Bogofi Wars coming up. Uh, we're going to hear a bit of Jose Mourinho as well. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Right now, it's time for a huge, huge game of Autobiography Wars. Wars. Yes, Yes, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to TalkSport. And the reigning champion, Bruce, the autobiography, The Life and Times of Sir Bruce Forsyth, has won every game, has seen off the likes of Ian Rush, of Frankie Dettori, of Howard Webb. That was an easy one. Doddy Weir. Exactly. Doddy Weir in the last game, which was very close. Very tight, very tight. Today it is... It's Bruce Forsyth versus Jeff Boycott. I was going to say verse and do a little callback to the joke, but Bruce Forsyth versus Jeffrey Boycott in... Autobiography Wars. Okay then, best of three, three paragraphs chosen by a random number generator that Charlie has. Challenger goes first. Best of three, here we go. It's time for Autobiography Wars and the page is 138. Okay, 138. We know that Bruce struggles on the early pages. Well, he struggles. But he's still there. Okay. Okay, it's me. They couldn't believe it. This is Jeffrey Boycott, the Boycott, the autobiography. They couldn't believe it. After all, baseball and American football players were part of a team, but they still negotiated individual contracts, and the most successful demanded the most money. There was no way IFM was going to descend on Headingley or Lords and negotiate massive sums of money for me, and that hit at the very heart of their system. Normally, IFM took one-third of a client's direct income as their cut for handling his affairs and putting the opportunity to earn money its way. When a celebrity was earning large sums of money, that was fine. But it not make sense for me to turn over one third of my cricket salary. I simply could not afford it. We compromised. I was to play, pay IFM 20% of everything they earned. But even that had its pitfalls. Okay, well, it is agent v agent chat, but wow, that okay. was pretty boring. Now back to Miv Ferry, whom I would like to dispose of in this chapter. During what I thought was the last year of my contract with him, I decided it was impossible for me to continue with him as my agent. I wrote to say I could not work with him anymore. In response, he sent me a letter saying he was renewing the contract. I wrote back saying he couldn't. I wanted to terminate it. He wrote back saying it could not be terminated. So I went to the Variety Artists Federation, which looked at the contract and then informed me that Miv Ferry was right. He had me under contract. He could renew every five years, and as my signature was on this, I had no say in the matter. In fact, both Tommy Cooper, the hysterical comedy magician, renowned for his red fez gear, and I were in exactly the same position, signed up for life. I couldn't believe it. My other niggle was that at the beginning of our association, Miff had asked me to pay 15% commission, when generally in those days it was only 10. At the time I thought, if he's a good agent, it's worth paying the extra five. It feels like similar stories. 
Yeah, yeah but 1 0 Forsyth. You think it's 1 0 Forsyth? Uh, easy. Yeah, he just said it better. It's 1 0 Forsyth in Autobiography Wars. Richard says, not only is Autobiography Wars a bit rubbish, it's a bit pointless. Bruce is unble- unbeatable. <laughs> Steve says, please, God, no. Here we go. Steve Steve gets in touch every week about it. He hates yeah, it. He does. I'm afraid it's 108, Max. 108. It's not okay. being that okay. random, but there we are. Okay. Here we go. 1-0. one Forsyth. Boy, boycott. <clears throat> Got to be defensive on this one, isn't he? Peter West will probably remember the climax to the 1966 season as vividly as anyone who packed into the St George's Road ground at Harrogate to see Yorkshire clinch the championship by beating Kent. In his radio reports, West gave the distinct impression that he fancied a Kent victory and he was not too complimentary about Yorkshire cricket in general, a view which did not go down too well with the customers at the last match. The ground was full, and to reach his position, West had to walk the length of the old scratching shed along one side of the ground. He was stepping it out smartly, as the compare of TV's Come Dancing might, when one whip bellowed, Slow, slow, quick, quick, slow! The crowd took it up, and West had to walk the gauntlet, trying not to fall into step with the crowd's refrain, and trying even harder to look as though he was enjoying it. It was a good story, Max. Thanks to them and to Billy for having seen me in action and having faith in me why my wonderful big break occurred. In September of 1958, I was booked by Brian Tesla, the director of television's Sunday night at the London Palladium and later the chairman of London Weekend Television to appear in another show he was constructing. This was for new young performers who, like me, were hungry for exposure. It consisted of singing, dancing, sketches and other bits and pieces. Called New Look, Brian Book, Roy Castle, Lionel and Joyce Blair, Joe Baker, Jack Douglas, Des O'Connor and me. I don't know. I think, oh, that's, I think that's a story. Yeah, it's it's another list of just, things he'd done. Just one thing, Charlie. We've got to get to James. Yeah. We've interviewed Jose Mourinho. We can't rig it. And we've got David Connolly as well. We've got 23 minutes. You can't rig. I think Forsyth won that. Can we have a look? Can we Jamie, have... can you... Can you... Jamie. Jamie, our producer. Neither were great. Forsyth or... Were you not listening to that? Are you serious? Yeah, he was producing the show, wasn't he? That's what he was doing. <laughs> Forsyth there, yeah, there we go. Forsyth wins. Forsyth wins. So wins not a great game. Not a great game. The trouble is, boycott came in very defensively, yeah. and it, meant it was just, really just, hard. For... He just tried to stay in, didn't yeah, he? With not it, bad stories. Yeah. But there was just it just meant that the show he couldn't fly. He ground it down. <clears throat> he ground it down. Not a great. Aaron not a, says not you're not a vintage. Re- you're reading awards. terrible excerpts of boycotts. His autobiography was a bestseller. Read his description of Michael Holding clean bowling and quality. That's not the way the game worked. It's another win for Forsyth on autobiography walls. And our Spurs play Everton tonight. James Savundra, our reporter, has been talking to Jose Mourinho. James, how are you? Yeah, really good, thanks, Max. How are you? I'm good. Was this a virtual Zoom call with Jose or were you uh, face-to-face? Yes, this was a virtual Zoom call on on Saturday brunch time, actually. And as you say, Tottenham will take on Everton tonight. A win takes Spurs up to eighth. But if they lose, they'll find themselves in the bottom half of the table with just five games left to go. And as you say, I've spoken to Jose head of the match. I asked him what he wanted to see from his side in the final six matches of the season. But before doing that, he wanted to revisit that 3-1 defeat to Sheffield United last week. The um, desire point of view, I think they they put more than us. And that is something that disturbs me. It's something that I feel, I don't know, destroys me a little bit on the inside because I think the last thing in in football is um, when you have the feeling that you could, you should do more. 
is not a problem for me to cope with mistakes and defeats. Uh, it's a problem for me to cope with defeats where my feeling was that we could do more, much more. James, when you're interviewing Jose and on Zoom, can you have a bit more confidence to ask like a tougher question than when you're right in front of him? I mean, could you sort of say, listen, isn't it your responsibility because you're the manager, like like the players obviously have to take responsibility, but you do too. And if he doesn't like it, you can just sort of press close, leave meeting on the, on the, on the laptop. <laughs> you know what? There's definitely something in that. And I think actually the managers give a lot more over Zoom when they're not having 30 or 40 pairs of eyes watching them and listening to their every single word, even though, of course, there are actually more people now getting involved in these Zoom conferences because you can be in three or four in one day, whereas in the past, you'd only be able to be in one. And also, yeah, I think as a someone asking the questions, you feel like you can maybe be slightly more bold and you aren't maybe necessarily that nervous about asking some of the tough questions. But with Jose, I asked him quite simple questions, but he wanted to give lengthy answers. That was only 40 seconds of what was a three and a half minute answer to that question. And I also asked him about Spurs' record of finishing in the top six for the last 11 years. And in doing so, of course, they've been in European competitions for all of that time. So I asked Jose whether he believes his side will be able to keep that run going. I believe, but I, it's also possible that that doesn't happen. And if that doesn't happen, it's not the end of the world. If that doesn't happen, is probably the beginning of a new world. Uh, because um, things change. Change for you, change for other clubs. The squads, they change. The motivations, they change. The group dynamics, they change. A group that possibly was strong 10 years ago is not strong anymore. A player that was in the maximum of his motivation uh, is not anymore and vice versa. The group dynamics is something that changed a lot. It's also possible that we don't get into a top six position. And if that happens, of course, we have to look at it uh, not smiling. I mean, I don't know. Can you read between the lines if he's talking about new things? And if they don't, it's not a disaster. What, what sort of vibe did you pick up from him? I thought it was quite interesting what he was saying there because it almost suggested if we don't get into the top six, it's going to be the end of an era, which would suggest that some players would come in and, and some would go out of the club. But of course, with the transfer window looking like it's going to be, we're not sure how much money Spurs are going to spend. I think this is ultimately going to be the core that Mourinho's going to have to work with with this Spurs side. I think it's been incredible the run they've been on under Jose, considering they've won one of their last nine matches. It has been difficult. There was that standout victory against Man City, I guess, in February. But since then, it has been difficult. And, and that performance against Sheffield United, when you look at some of the defensive performances especially, it, it leaves a lot of questions there. And you can understand now why Spurs fans are starting to worry about what direction they're going in. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I just never thought it was a good fit. I still don't think it's a good fit. I don't fit. think it is. And you think, Charlie, he's... he's Gone by Christmas, I think. I think he's already trying to... To, to get himself out, he's trying to he's trying to create problems. Create so the fans don't like him. Play not particularly less, even less attractive football. That's <laughs> so what he does. He comes in all jolly, and then it's like, let me leave. Give me. Oh uh, well, I hope we're all that's wrong. That's what I, feel. I I hope we're all wrong. That's my James. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Don't ask me to leave it out. Oh, yes. Can Charlie Baker remember what happened last Monday? I can. Um, if you can't, that, that qualifies you even more for the Andy Jacobs I've, easy chair. I know, but it? I've listened to Andy in this season. Come on, mate, it was only last week. And then when you actually hear Max... Question one. Alan Carr joined us to preview the League Two playoff yeah. final. Uh, 
to get his tactical insight on Northampton Town. Mm. Uh, they played Exeter. What did he predict the final score would be? He predicted 3-0, which it was till the last of 90th, was it? 89th? Yeah, yeah, Lovely result, wasn't it? Mm. Poor old Exeter. Question to this. One question right. Ah, oh, the man, uh, he's still employed, the man with that button. <laughs> Very good. Uh, which Crystal Palace supporting comedian came on the show to preview Palace versus Burnley? It was Elliot Steele. Correct. There we are. Uh, we played a game of Autobiography Wars. Oh, yeah. Um, Adrian Durham's favourite radio feature, I'm pretty sure. Uh, it was 20 years of talk sport versus Bruce Forsyth. Yeah. What was the score? 2-1. It was 2-1. Andy Brassel came on the show to talk about uh, oh, no. what's going on around Europe. He was raving about a particular backheeled assist in La Liga. Yeah. Which player made the assist? That was today, wasn't it? No, that was Griezmann's chip. That, yeah. No, 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 no. Was that was Lionel Messi, wasn't it, today? No, no, With that, back was, that was a back heel to That was a different back heel. Who was last week's? Uh, uh, last week's. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say Ronaldo. It was Karim Benzema. It was a wonderful... <laughs> was Benzema or Guti, was it better? This is from the man who said, Havertz, Gary Havertz. Um, question five. Uh, David Prutton came on the show, just playing for Pride now. Uh, oh. Mentioned a household object that Gary Rowett's post-match interview microphone was attached to. What was the household object? It was a mop, Max. It was. Four out of five. Well done, Charlie. So close. So close. Um, uh, we'll be back on Saturday at nine in the morning. Right now, it is Drive with Darren Goff and Mr. Adrian Durham. Playing for Pride. I know. <laughs> <laughs> when was this? That went a while ago. Have you heard the last three hours? <laughs> <laughs> when, you didn't pick, hey, we're in this building, Adrian. <laughs> when he, you didn't think about when he said Ronaldo. It's La Liga. Oh, it's La Liga. Oh, dear. Awful. Awful answer. You stick to National League. Right? It's about that, your yeah. level, honestly. <laughs> You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.